G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It has been one of the most significant weeks, especially for bad news when it comes to the way we think about Christian ethics and the way our society functions. Of course, a couple of major incidents this week uh, where the marriage bill has passed through the Senate and really needs just a rubber stamp now from the lower house uh, for the same-sex marriage bill to pass. Of course, the other one that was a major, major news story this week is the passing of the euthanasia bill in Victoria. Well, the importance hasn't been missed on our regular update for a Friday, Bill Muhlenberg and Culture Watch, who's been writing very significantly about some of the meaning and the importance of these decisions that have come upon us in Australia this week. Bill's back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, this week and Wednesday was the day, the day that the announcement came that it had passed through the Senate, the same-sex marriage bill, and it'll go to the lower house next week and probably a, a rubber stamp there that will make it all law. Uh, but you're saying that Wednesday, with the same-sex marriage bill and the euthanasia bill in Victoria, that was a very black day. Yes, uh, certainly was. Uh, we can mark it down in your diaries, your calendars, your whatever. Uh, we used to speak about this day will go down in infamy. And that, of course, referred to back in 1941 when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Well, in my books, we've got another day of infamy here, another very, very dark day indeed, uh, one that uh, all of us should be, uh, well, just crying out to God for, and that's what I've been doing basically ever since, going for long prayer walks and calling out to God when you get uh, Australia's first kill bill in Victoria. We did have one in Northern Territory briefly back in the 90s, but that was defeated. But now we have get this uh, going through in Victoria, and already the Greens are calling for national euthanasia bills. And then, of course, the Senate passing the fake marriage bill, two of the most Well, I can almost not think of anything more close to the heart of God than obviously the sanctity of life at all ends. Of course, Victoria already passed one of the world's worst abortion bills uh, about nine years ago. So the sanctity of life is now directly under attack in at least Victoria and, well, God's institutions of marriage and family created way back in the opening chapters of Genesis, that too has just been smashed to bits by uh, fake marriage, uh, and the doors will now be wide open, as we've been warning for years. The slippery slope will be in action, and sadly, all the proposed amendments that would have given a smidge of religious protections, all those were knocked down as well, including by some... uh, liberal senators so there's a lot we can talk about spiritual political cultural but yep 
dark day indeed. Bill, we'll talk about marriage in just a few moments. I can't help but notice, though, in one of your latest articles, you've said to Victorians who might be getting on in years, now's the time to leave the state. Is it that serious? Well, again, for both marriage and euthanasia, uh, as I've said so often now, all you have to do is look overseas. Just look at what other countries are on about that have already legalized these things and be forewarned. We can see exactly uh, what's already happening overseas, and we can expect it fully here. I used to live, for example, in Holland. Holland was the world's first country to legalize euthanasia. And uh, it didn't take long before elderly Dutch people were fleeing the country. They had so many cases of especially the elderly and others, not even terminally ill, being put down against their will. They did not ask to be killed, but they were anyways, that a lot of people were simply fleeing to neighboring Belgium or Germany. Well, Belgium soon followed suit, so they can't go there anymore. So, yeah, uh, I said it happened, yes, but it's, it's probably much more serious if you don't, uh, you know, want to get bumped off against your will. Uh, you might have to think about leaving Victoria. This is a very dangerous kill bill, despite all the protests about safeguards. Well, there is no such thing. You can't kill people with safeguards. So um, it's going to get very bad indeed. It'll go into law next year, but... Yeah, maybe time to move up to sunny Queensland and join you, Neil. (laughs) Although the interesting thing with even one state in the nation that has this sort of legislation, as you call it a kill bill, uh, this voluntary euthanasia, really it has a mark on the whole nation because people can access that, no doubt, by either moving to Victoria. I'm not sure how it works if you visit Victoria, but I'm certainly sure that if you move to Victoria, you could come under that legislation. Yeah, well, that's right. As I said, the Greens have already put in a bill to say, let's nationalize this whole thing. Um, And, of course, the other states will be further emboldened. Thankfully, just a few weeks back, New South Wales did knock back a kill bill, but now that this has gone through in Victoria, the pressure will be on once again, just like the homosexual marriage bills. These guys on the other side never eat nor sleep. They've already introduced tons of these bills, and now they'll be further emboldened to keep pushing again until it goes all the way through. So it's a real worry indeed, and what happens here in Victoria will soon spread like a plague throughout all the country. Bill, let's talk about marriage because such is the earthquake of changing marriage laws. You're calling it not just a redefinition of marriage but an eradication of marriage. How does that fit in? Because a lot of the mainstream media is still celebrating this as though it's a wonderful victory. Well, you can't take something which has always meant one thing and only one thing radically redefine it so that it no longer means anything at all like it used to be and say it's still being preserved it's not being maintained it's being destroyed marriage has always been the union of a man and a woman especially for the sake of any children so conceived now we've thrown that all out and that means we've destroyed the very heart and core of marriage now 
any people who have uh, warm, fuzzy feelings for each other and maybe uh, live together for a while. And by the way, the bill, the Smith bill, is not the same as what people voted on with the plebiscite. Uh, in that plebiscite, a same-sex couple was being the, the object of whether they should be allowed to marry. The Smith bill certainly talks about any two people. So this opens up the whole transgender bandwagon, right? One day you're a guy, the next day you decide you're a female. So it opens up a can of worms, and of course, hard on the heels of all that, there's already calls by activists for things like group marriage and so on, just as we've been warning about. So this is the destruction of marriage. It no longer even looks like what marriage has been. It's just a, a state a blessing on any number of uh, sexual unions, and uh, it's not looking good. When you look overseas, uh, it's, it's scary indeed. Bill, you do like to focus on one of the, what you call a real tragedy here, the idea that there has been betrayal of mm. the people, as you've just been describing, but yeah. at a political level where both the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition were promising yeah. Uh, that religious freedoms were important to them. They have completely disregarded now uh, anyone when it comes to these issues of religious freedom. What are your feelings about the issues of betrayal here? Well, it clearly is a case of betrayal. I mean, we expect Labour and the Greens, you know, we fully expect them to be pushing this. In fact, they've said it all along. They don't want any exemptions. They don't want any protections. They feel that would be a type of discrimination. So now, with the Smith bill, which was a horrible bill, and all of the proposed amendments knocked back, including by a number of renegade libs, well, we have basically no protections at all, and it's going to be very dangerous here on in. Uh, hate to say it, even a Christian radio station, right? UCB, Vision Radio, uh, that is now at risk. The very terms of reference for the Smith bill are very, very narrow indeed, paid professional clergy effectively, so even a church janitor or a Sunday school teacher would not be exempt. I would say a Christian radio station will have zero chance of exemptions. So there's two problems. One, Christians are going to be under attack big time, but two, we no longer have a conservative party. As I said in my earlier piece, I would recommend all the true conservatives left with the liberals, it's time for you to leave. Maybe join Cory Bernardi's party. But the libs and those who are left behind, well, they can join the Greens and Labor and have one big happy left-wing party, because that's effectively what they are now. So it's, a, it's a, not just a cultural and religious and spiritual uh, upheaval in Australia, but politically there's going to be some ramifications as well. Bill, we have talked before about vulnerabilities in Australia and the fact that we don't have a Bill of Rights, that we don't have a First Amendment like you would have in your home nation of the United States. Uh, there are particular vulnerabilities here, and that means it's not just charities uh, and not just Christian organizations or ministries uh, yeah. that are at risk, but every single Christian believer is now at risk in their workplace. Yep. Uh, if they work for a government department or for a private business, uh, yep. everyone now is at risk. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, we've seen it happening over and over and over again overseas. Whether you're simply a cake maker, a florist, a photographer, all that is now uh, you cannot follow your conscience. You cannot follow your faith. Whenever the state pulls a new right out of its hat, in this case, fake marriage, it demands compliance. It demands that everybody embrace this so-called right or face the heavy hand of the law. So if you don't want to make that uh, wedding cake for a lesbian couple, out of conscience sake, you will be targeted. Uh, you know, this is not a guess. This is not a prophecy. This is just simple fact. This is now going to be in the works big time, and the other side will be going after us. They've already said they will. So we can expect anyone who wants to stand strong on their faith and not cave in here, they will be targeted. But, Bill, isn't this what the Australian people said they wanted? Mm. Didn't the Australian people <laughs> vote yes? And yeah. uh, it, it might be arrogant to say, I told you so, yep. uh, but what do we do from mm. here? What are your yep. thoughts about yep. a way forward? Yeah, well, that's always the question to ask. And, of course, even there we have to qualify things, as we know, of those who are eligible to vote what we're really talking about is 48% of the population running with the yes vote. So it wasn't even a majority. Uh, you know, why the others did not vote, oh, that's a different matter, but we've got 48%. As to how we proceed, well, it's going to be a dark day for all Christians who love the Lord and uh, stand strong to the Word of God. Some uh, denominations already, uh, the Presbyterians, for example, are talking about pulling out of the state marriage game altogether. Now, that's one uh, option, but we got to do a whole lot of thinking and praying as to how do we proceed. But I think the, the mindset we now have to have is we're entering in a new dark age, an age of increased persecution. Those who stand true to Christ will suffer. Uh, you know, I don't say this lightly. I think jail time is coming for many of us. That's how bad it's getting. But the positive side, as I've prayed through all this, is God is uh, sifting his church. As he promised, he will separate the wheat from the tares. And I would say this is just about as good an issue as any. If a Christian can figure out the importance of God's design for marriage and family and human sexuality, well, that's a good indication if you're a wheat or a tear. So that's one of the plus sides. We're going to have a real separation of the true believers from those who are nominal and simply running with the world and its values. So that's a good thing, but it's going to be a rocky road ahead. Well, I'll point people to one of your latest articles entitled Fake Marriage and Kill Bills. More nails in Australia's coffin. You can simply Google Culture Watch or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.